Dead Man Tales is brought to you by SupplyHouse.com, home to over 180,000 plumbing, heating, and HVAC supplies. SupplyHouse.com launched their official app for pros on the go, bringing everything you need right to your fingertips. This fast shopping experience offers the ability to manage safe carts, scan barcodes, and quickly reorder products. Download the SupplyHouse.com app today on any Apple or Android phone for fast shopping on the go. From HeatingHelp.com, it's Dead Men Tales. I'm Dan Hollihan. I was looking at a photograph of Crosley Field, a grand Cincinnati, Ohio baseball stadium that burned to the ground in 1900. The men in the photo are wearing derbies and loading debris into horse-drawn wagons. In the background of the photo, there's a sign atop a seven-story building that reads, The Oliver Schlemmer Company, Plumbing and Heating. Mr. Schlemmer died six years after that fire, and 44 years before I was born, but I've known him for a long time. Two years before the fire, he cast a very special tea in that building by the ballpark. He named it the O.S. Fitting, after himself, Oliver Schlemmer. For years I had that tea on my desk, and I would look at it and consider all that it meant to hydronic heating. A friend once showed interest in the tea, so I gave it to him. We never really own any of these artifacts. We only take care of them for a while, and then we share them. The OS fitting was the first tea capable of purposely diverting water into a radiator. And it was wonderfully simple. It had one way in and two ways out. It also had a cuff cast into the inside to coax some of the water out of the side rather than have all the water flow straight through. Mr. Schlemmer was a hot water man, and he was looking for ways to compete with the steam fitters. The fitters had an advantage at the turn of the 20th century, because steam return pipes are smaller than steam supply pipes. A hot water man had to work with larger pipes, and the returns were every bit as large as the supplies. And there were no circulators. We don't see those until Homer Thrush in the U.S. and Louis Oplander in Germany simultaneously invent the hot water circulator in 1928. And they weren't even speaking to each other. Isn't that something? But Mr. Schlemmer had only gravity to work with. Oh, and Delta P. My teacher, the late great Gil Carlson, who thought up much of what we today consider hydronic law, used to talk about the law of the T. The first time I heard him mention this was during a talk he was giving to a large group of engineers in New York City. Pens were poised to jot down Gill's explanation of that oh-so-important law. Whatever goes into a tea, he said, must come out. And then he smiled this maniacal grin he had as everyone wrote it down. That is the law of the tea. Whatever goes in must come out. Huh? <laughs> There's a simple beauty to that law, and one I've considered every time I've ever visited a misbehaving hydronic system. I look to the T's and I ask myself, if I were water, which way would I go? And then I try to feel delta P, which is a difference in pressure. I'll lean into it as though I'm in a fast car going around a curve. I'll make a sketch of the piping system because it's always easier to troubleshoot in two dimensions than it is in three dimensions. I'll look at the T's and ask that question again and again 
feeling the pressure differential as I imagine myself flowing from the pipe into each tea. If I were water, what would I do? Mr. Schlemmer's tea looks so ordinary from the outside, but the water is on the inside, and when it crashes into that internal cuff, some of it is going to flow out the side of the tea and into the radiator. It has no choice. This gave him a way of piping hot water radiators with one pipe instead of two. The supply pipe was also the return pipe. It let him compete with one-pipe steam, which was cheaper to install than a two-pipe gravity hot water heating system. Oliver Schlemmer invented one-pipe hydronic heating. Later, Bell & Gossett's monoflow tea and Taco's Venturi fitting arrived, but both owe a debt to the OS fitting, and all obey the law of the tea. Whatever goes in must come out. And if you plan well, the water will go where you want it to go. I was reading the Bell & Gossett Handbook from 1949. It showed me the monoflow piping for a 10,000 BTU convector installed on the first floor of a house. The horizontal supply main was in the basement. The book tells me that I need just one monoflow T on the return side of the convector as the flow re-enters the main. The pipe size to and from the T's to the convector will be half inch. Seems easy, right? But in the next drawing, they show that same convector on the second floor of the house. The supply and return piping to and from the second floor convector just got a lot longer, which means that the water is going to experience more pressure drop as it flows from the main up to the convector and then back down to the main. Can you feel it? If you were the water, would you go up to the second floor? Or would you just stay in the basement and keep sailing along that main? But before you decide, Know that Bell & Gossett insists that you use two monoflow tees for that convector on the second floor, one on the supply and one on the return. That's going to make it a lot tougher for the water to stay in the main. And B&G also had us increasing the size of the pipe going to and from the convector. We now have to use three-quarter inch instead of the half inch we used when that convector was on the first floor. There's less pressure drop through that larger pipe, so the water decides to go upstairs. Think about it. Feel it. If you don't, you're liable to suspect that second floor convector is airlocked when it won't get hot. Air problems and lack of flow problems look pretty much the same from the outside. And where there is no flow, there is no heat. You'll bleed the convector and not get any air. And while you're bleeding air that's not there, you'll also be affecting the pressure drop between the main and the convector because you're draining the system through that air vent you just opened. And the convector will get hot every time. But it won't stay hot. It will fool you if you're not thinking like water. Primary-secondary pumping works the same way. We keep the pressure drop in the piping that's common to both the primary and secondary circuits as low as possible, and that hydraulically disconnects the two circuits. The same goes for low-loss headers. They all owe a debt to Delta P, and that simple T from 1898, Oliver Schlemmer's T. Delta P is the zen of hydronic heating, and making it work for you was the key to success back then. It still is today. Be the water. I hope you enjoyed that story, and I sure wish I could have visited Crosley Field way back then. Take me out to the ball game.
Share this story with your friends if you liked it. And tell them to subscribe to this podcast. I have many more Dead Men Tales to share with you. And I appreciate you. Thanks so much for spending time with me. It means a lot.